You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, and uh, if you hear some weird noise in this episode, I apologize. I am in the room with my one-month-old son. Uh, it's been a weird week. Got some sickness in the house, so anyway, I'm not recording this in my usual spot, which is a little bit quieter. Life with a newborn's a lot of fun, as I know many of you understand, so I appreciate you bearing with me. Um, through the last few weeks. I know I haven't been as consistent as I need to be, but things have just been sort of crazy around the house. So hopefully we'll settle into more of a rhythm as we get closer to football season. I wanted to hit a bunch of news and notes in this first segment today that are related to or really uh, directly impact TCU athletics. Uh, We'll talk about football and baseball. And then in segment two, I'll catch you up on the latest in realignment. And I kind of feel like a broken record doing this every day. And you always feel free to send me feedback. I'm at Simcox Steven on Twitter. The show is at locked on TCU. Uh, this being a solo podcast, it, it can sometimes feel like I'm speaking into an echo chamber, but I don't want that to be the case. I do value what you guys say when you interact with me. So thank you um, for interacting when you do. But if you're tired of hearing about realignment, like I'm open to the discussion. Um, I, I might try to break up a little bit more, but there's new speculation every single day. And while I don't want to just turn this show into Rumor Mill Central, uh, it's interesting. And I I think it's worth talking about. So we'll get into that, though, in segment two. But here, I want to whip around and hit some different news and notes around TCU Athletics. First, Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus, he spoke with Noah Daniels. earlier this week, and he tweeted this out actually yesterday. TCU's cornerback, TCU cornerback, excuse me, Noah Daniels' doctor told him Saturday he'll most definitely be ready for week one. His right knee ACL will be 98% in four weeks, and he'll be 100% healed four weeks after that. Daniels is currently PFF's number 21 player in the 2022 NFL Draft. So, exciting news for TCU football, Noah Daniels. He went down with an ACL injury. Appears like he's probably going to be good to go for week one. Now, hasn't practiced much, so I'm not sure how much that's going to affect him. Um, We know Keon Stewart is also working his way back from a knee injury, and he's hoping to be back sometime in September. But I've discussed this at length. I am stoked about the TCU secondary, especially at the corner position. Uh, They're so deep there. They have a lot of options. Travis Hodges Tomlinson came into his own as the year went on. Daniels has been a stud in the past. Keon Stewart is a great player. They have some young guys that could bring um, some extra depth there as well. So I think that unit has a chance to be elite. And what we know in the Big 12 is you have to be able to defend the pass. You have to be able to uh, match up one-on-one in man coverage. And I think TCU is really equipped to do that this season. So that's very encouraging for the defense. Gail also said that Daniels told him Memphis transfer TJ Carter is working with the safeties. So Carter played a little bit of corner and safety at Memphis. He's going to play safety at TCU, it appears, and has been working with the safeties in practice. And Daniels also said wide receiver Quentin Johnston is going to be an absolute problem. Couldn't have higher praise for the true sophomore. So Quentin uh, continues to impress. I've said this before. I got to cover him in high school, and I, I thought he was 
you know, had the potential to be an amazing player. I didn't, I think he would make an impact this fast at the college level, but he had a really good freshman season and hopefully he can continue that in 2021, excuse me, for TCU football. So that's a really good thing uh, for the Frogs. A sad note, um, and there's no easy way to transition into this, but the Vikings today released uh, Jeff Gladney. He was a first-round pick in 2020, obviously had a great career at TCU. Gladney was indicted by a Texas grand jury and charged with domestic violence today for intentionally, knowingly, and recklessly causing bodily injury and applying pressure to a woman's neck and throat. He could serve up to 10 years in prison if he's convicted. That's according to Adam Schefter. Uh, the Vikings put out a statement following our review of today's indictment against Jeff Gladney. We have decided to release Jeff immediately. As we previously said, we take these matters very seriously and condemn all forms of domestic violence. Due to ongoing legal nature of this matter, we're unable to provide uh, further comment. So Jeff Gladney, no longer with the Minnesota Vikings. That's not surprising um, at all. Obviously, first things first, domestic violence is awful. It's inexcusable. Um, there's just no reason for it. It's pathetic, and it's really sad to see that Jeff uh, made a terrible, terrible decision. And hopefully it is, I mean, I do believe in redemption. Hopefully it's something that he can learn from. But what he did is inexcusable, and, you know, we all agree on that. He's got bigger issues than football right now. He's got legal trouble on his hands. But it is really unfortunate that he's out of a job now. And, um, I mean, he's, I don't I don't know if he's going to get another chance. Like, Jeff had a decent year stats-wise, but in coverage he struggled. Um, he had to play a lot. He had to play right away, and that's hard for a rookie to do. But, you know, he, he just wasn't the lockdown corner that he was in college. Um, obviously had a chance to learn and grow. I mean, he was a rookie in a COVID season with not much offseason, so it was a tough situation. But now that's not going to happen because he's not going to play. And, again, that's honestly the least of his problems for him and uh, his girlfriend's sake. You hope that they both um, – are okay and recover well, and especially for his girlfriend who is the victim in this scenario. So Jeff will have his day in court. He'll have his chance to, um, I guess, put a, put up a defense if he wants to, but he is no longer with the Minnesota Vikings after that indictment um, for domestic violence that came down today. Again, no simple or seamless way to transition in and out of that story, but uh, onto the TCU baseball world. Marcelo Perez announced today that he's going to come back and play for TCU in 2022. Um, he got drafted by the Los Angeles Angels, but he said um, he was thankful for that opportunity, but has unfinished business. He wants to get back in Fort Worth and get started. This is huge news. Marcelo um, is an electric arm. He struggled at times last year. Uh, I think coming back from COVID, which he had some either had COVID or was out because of COVID protocols early in the season. And then coming back, it took him a while to get into form, but late in the season, he was one of their more dependable bullpen arms. And I mean, he's a guy that can stretch out multiple innings. Obviously he's someone that in the back end of that bullpen can be effective. You have to replace your closer with Halen green. So I don't know if that's going to be Marcelo's role going into next year. Uh, but he showed that ability last season to go three, even sometimes four innings he was really effective in situations where, you know, okay, Chuck King couldn't get through five today. Well, Marcelo comes in and gets you to the seventh or eighth inning. So uh, a versatile arm, a big-time electric arm, 
you you hope and believe he's only going to get better. So huge for TCU that Marcelo is back in a uh, purple uniform going into next season. Also, TCU guys that are moving on to the professional ranks, uh, Nick Lodolo, who is in the Reds organization, he moved up to AAA Louisville today. He's the number one prospect in the Reds organization, posted a 1.84 ERA in 10 starts uh, at AA, struck out 68 and 44 innings with just nine walks. So really exciting stuff. He was the number seven overall pick. Um, not too long ago in the draft. And I think Nick is a really great story for TCU baseball and a really great testimony of how they can develop players. You know, he, he came in with a lot of hype. I'm not someone who follows baseball recruiting super closely, but I'll just say this. Like, I remember his first ever start. You know, he got picked, I think it was 41st overall by the Pirates out of high school. So it was a huge deal that he came to TCU and made it. And there was a, a ton of hype around him getting a start against A&M, first collegiate start at Minute Maid Park in the Shriners Classic. And he struggled. And he got shelled. And honestly, as the year went on, he pitched himself out of the rotation as a freshman. He came in occasionally in spot duty or as a bullpen arm, but it didn't really come together for him immediately. However, as he you know progressed through his career, he became a great lights-out shutdown pitcher, a Friday night starter, especially in his last season in Fort Worth. Um, that was just going to give you a chance to win every single time he went out there, and that's a big reason why TCU was able to rally and at least make the postseason his last year in a TCU uniform. So good stuff for him. Excited for Nick Lodolo, and that is your uh, TCU news and notes for today. When we come back, I want to touch on what's going on in realignment and what the latest rumors are around the country and how it relates to TCU and the Big 12. Before we do that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag. Uh, this realignment story is changing every day, and you know, sports handicapping, betting is one of those things that's only in some ways impossible to predict, but you want to have somebody on your side that knows what's happening, that knows what's going on, and will give you the best chance to make some money. And Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports does that for his members at betonline.ag. Um, he's got all the latest lines for Major League Baseball. Also, the NFL is coming up. The Cowboys play on Thursday. If you're one of those weirdos like me that enjoys watching, you know, the third-string Cowboys offense against the third-string Steelers defense, well, that's happening Thursday night in the Hall of Fame game. I know there's bets for that as well. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 20% sign-up bonus. Give it a try today. One more thing of note as we're talking about news and notes before we get to some realignment talk. Uh, TCU did get a commitment for their 2022 class. I'm talking about football here. A.J. Allen, he is a running back from Monroe, Louisiana. Now, A.J. is not currently ranked uh, by 247 Sports, so this is not a, a commitment that's going to shoot them up um, the boards as far as rankings go. But Jeremy Clark put out on Twitter, and Horn Frog Blitz have said this before, they do an amazing job covering recruiting. That's the place to go if you want in-depth recruiting coverage for TCU football. Um, he tweeted out, TCU picks up an electric player out of Louisiana, 4-3-6-40 and 4.09 shuttle time at the Frogs minicamp. So 4-3-6-40, man, that's moving, that's fast. Um, under the radar kid, he's a running back. I, I assume that's where he's projecting right now. I don't know if you know they have some different thoughts about him because he is such an athlete. My goodness, I, I'll just I'll just say. I trust the TCU coaching staff when it comes to fast guys from the state of Louisiana. That is an that is an area or a type of player they've had a ton of success with. So I'll trust their evaluation there. 
with speed like that, I would think AJ would start to pop um, as you know he continues to maybe get some more attention. But that's uh, that's pretty cool. Only other offer that I see is from Southeast Louisiana. So again, really under the radar kid. But hey, uh, take a chance on somebody with that kind of speed. I think that's a risk worth taking. Okay, so the latest with the realignment. Max Olson from The Athletic today, he came out with a report that Bob Bowlesby and George Klipkoff, the uh, Pac-12 commissioner, they were going to meet and discuss a possible merger of the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Bob Bowlesby later went on to say that the meeting was positive. Okay, you know, take that at face value. Um, I don't really know how this would work. Max said a potential just merge, just straight up merger, or maybe a scheduling arrangement where, um, you know, the teams would kind of cross over and play each other from time to time. And I, I don't know how exactly that would work with TV contracts and whether or not it would, it would be one big jumbo conference or not. But that's a potential situation. You know, TCU is reportedly going to or has already talked with the big 12 or, or talked with the pac 12 excuse me that seems to be where they're leaning or where they're interested in going if the big 12 dissolves um i really can't see the pac 12 and big 12 just merging together unless the pac 12 is sort of unstable it's really funny i mean the pac 12 has been sort of in the big 12 has as well but the pac 12 has really been the butt of the joke in a lot of ways as of late, especially competitively with football. But at the same time, like they seem um, just on paper, like one of the most stable conferences right now. And maybe part of its geography because people don't want to go out to the West coast. But I mean, there's, there's some stability there. Um, my, my best guess is though, and it sort of plays into what I'm going to talk about next I don't think all eight of these schools remain in the Big 12 stick together. Uh, that's just my hunch right now. I, I feel like there's going to be some splits. And if if they split, I guess you could argue that would make it more accessible and easier for potentially TCU to move over to the Pac-12 along with a couple other schools if the Pac-12 is interested in expansion. But also today, um, Mike Vernon, who is a reporter, he used to cover KU football. He now does not cover Kansas football exclusively. Um, he covers Big Tech, but he used to work for Bleacher Report and, and is now at the San Francisco uh, Chronicle. He was on the radio today, and he said that he's hearing Kansas is very interested and is working towards making their way into the Big Ten. Now, he got quoted saying this, and he sort of walked it back. Here was his exact quote on uh, 610, Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City. I am hearing from some people I consider to be reliable that this thing is imminent. I'm not ready to say it for sure, but there's some smoke coming out of Lawrence right now. So sort of vague, but he did say the word imminent. Uh, this kind of makes me mad. I mean, I, not that, like, if Kansas has the opportunity to go to the Big Ten, go for it. Not necessarily at them, but the Kansas Athletic Department, it's literally just the basketball program. I mean, there's it's not even just that they're bad at football and good at basketball and a few other things. I, I cannot think of any sport that KU's good at. If I'm missing one, you know, feel free to send me a note. 
I just, in my mind, I can't think of one. So the fact that they'd be attracted to the Big Ten is fascinating to me because other than geography and other than the fact that there's the potential of, um, you know, adding a really good basketball program, men's basketball program, which that isn't a revenue sport. I just, I don't see what the appeal is. That's on the Kansas side. West Virginia has been linked to the ACC, which again, that would make sense from just a geography standpoint. But that's about it. So I can't see all eight Big 12 schools staying together and merging with the Pac-12. I think there's a chance that um, a few of them move out west. And maybe TC will be one of those. We'll see. Um, before we go here, I did want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the planet. I feel confident saying that. I love Built Bar. Uh, you know, I have a new job. I have to leave earlier in the mornings. So breakfast is a challenge, especially with three small children. But Built Bar makes it easy because I can just grab one and go. German chocolate peanut butter. It's hearty. It fills you up. 180 calories. 5 grams of sugar. 5 grams of carbs. It's good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com today. Look at their different flavors. Give it a try. BuiltBar.com. Okay, thank you for tuning in to Locked on Horn Frogs today. I appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, plenty to talk about. This was fun. This was a very newsy day. A lot of things to hit on. Uh, so hopefully we'll have more of that to uh, discuss as the week goes on. Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.